Two words though, Aquanet. There are worse things in life than looking exactly like Kate Beckinsale. Pikachu! 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 Oh shit, the strangulator moved me to kill her. This feels like the late 80s where just shit just sucked. Go ahead, Mr. Weaver, tell me about goat sex. Hello everyone, welcome to Movie Freaks Podcast, the only podcast on the net that is under good authority that the movie Jennifer's Body starring Megan Fox will be required viewing in hell for all eternity. So, you've been warned, <laughs> repent now. I'm Eugene Weaver. <laughs> I'm Eric Marner. <laughs> Greetings and salutations. <laughs> oh, fantastic. How are we doing tonight, sir? Oh, good now. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad to see your Jennifer's body viewing turned out as I predicted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yes, it's it's several different options. Uh, one is target practice. Two is literally throwing it in the trash. Uh, three is maybe giving it to you, and oh. the other one is I guess trading it in and maybe getting fifty cents out of it. But uh, I'll I'll dive more into that review later on tonight when I've had a couple couple more of these clans tonight. <laughs> Oh, okay. well, I'll definitely take it off your hands if you want, because I have no problem trading that thing in without watching it again. Um, <laughs> so that's what you're into again tonight, is Clan McGregor. Clan McGregor. Actually, I'm gonna. I will be polishing that bad boy off tonight. Nice. <laughs> I went uh, for something a little different this week because you know I, I had such good luck with uh, what was it, the Canadian Hunter, and we we've, yeah. we've said all Canadian whiskeys. They're kind of made the same, right? So I found mm-hmm. one that might have just been a smidge cheaper. And eh, why not? It'll be all right. And it's called Canada House. And I'm here yeah. to tell you, they're not all made equal. It sucks. <laughs> and it's it's almost gone, thank God. I actually uh, sprung for a bottle of uh, eh, Louders. That's what I'm having right no, now. Oh, there you go. Okay. Louders, and then I'll be following that up with a Canada House. Ugh. Yeah, I, again, I, once I'm done with this Clan McGregor, I'll, I might do the Grand McNish or, um, one of these days, one of us is gonna, one of us is gonna come onto the show and say, tonight, we're drinking Cuddy Sock. I'm guessing it'll happen sometime, but may not for a long time, but maybe. That's not impossible. It'll happen. I'm, I'm yeah. sure that'll be a night. Yeah. But until then, it's the $12 bottles or less. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, I've been into handle bottles lately. Yeah. So we're we're at like fifteen whole dollars. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> oh, Canada House, I'll tell you. Even, that was one where I was like, you know what? That that one should be a little cheaper. Even how how much was that one? Fifteen for a handle. Okay. So you're thinking maybe that might be worth twelve ish. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I'd I'd have felt good about my purchase at, at that that price point. Yeah. The Jennifer's body <laughs> of Canadian whiskey. <laughs> Uh, just um, <laughs> rock that yes. shit. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. All uh, right. Anything else going on? How's your ankle? You healing? Oh, uh, I'm healing up. Yeah. I mean right. that that uh, metal show probably wasn't the smartest move, but I'm known to make stupid decisions, and that was. One. <laughs> um, uh, yes, for our listeners, uh, we had a recording set up last week, and we had to cancel because Eugene uh, sprained his ankle, and hence all the gimpy jokes last week that you yes. did not laugh at. Uh, I listened back to it, and you were, I'd, I'd say things, and you're like, and anyway, moving on. He's like, oh, damn, I thought that was kind of funny. Oh, well. Um, yeah. And then we were planning on, re- so we had to reschedule. 
Yeah. Uh, and then this week, uh, an hour before record time, my computer decided it's going to do updates for about four hours straight mm-hmm. uh, that I could not stop. I was so pissed off on Tuesday. Oh, the F-bombs were flying. I was so <laughs> angry. And there's absolutely nothing you can do to speed it up or cancel it or, you know, opt out of it. Fucking updates. Yep. Anyway. Technology. Uh, yep. Wee! Great. <laughs> okay. okay. Great for the roulette. Are you done, yeah, catching, you done catching Pokemon? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Can Actually, ten, you want to talk about Pokemon? You want to get real, it out of the way right now? Real quick story, yes. So Pokemon, yes. Pokemon is awesome, by the way. Um, <laughs> we, as a family here, we are all completely addicted. Not just the kids, but my wife and I are addicted to Pokemon's. Pokey stops going to a uh, there's a price park close by the the park is actually called Price Park and it's loaded with Pokey stops to get more Pokey balls and more Pokey everything and then of course catching the Pokemon uh, the game itself we've talked about the whole this this yeah. new form of entertainment yeah but tonight I actually caught a Pikachu which is like that's the big uh, as listeners are like stop fast forward or just deleting the podcast altogether <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. interesting story. Now, this this is kind of funny. So actually, if numbers are proving anything, they're going. Where was that Pikachu again? Tell yeah, me where, the, the coordinates. <laughs> actually, that is a good lead into the story, real quick here. So um, I was incubating an egg. <laughs> in this... I, I played it like three times, so I don't okay. know. And I'm not a the anime guy. Doesn't know much about the actual show. So yeah. So, well, go, so, go so you you you. There's these eggs and. After you walk a certain amount of kilometers, then your egg hatches. Well, I had a, a particularly large egg that was ready to hatch. And I'm like, and as we were pulling in from going out to eat at Chick-fil-A tonight, I'm like, oh, hey, my egg is hatching. Great. And in unison, we all gasped. There was the legendary Pikachu. And we all just went nuts. I mean, I literally, I was almost in the garage and I couldn't even pull the vehicle into the garage the whole way. I just stopped. As we were all marveling at this little Pikachu creature on my phone and making the thing do the little Pikachu, 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 all of us pressing the button to make it do. So, okay. So we parked the car and we're like, now we're all on a, on a Pikachu Pokemon high. So we all go on a quick stroll around the block to try to find more Pokemons. A hunt. A hunt. On a Poke hunt. Yeah. So as we're walking, there's this kid, probably 10 or nah, maybe 11 or 12 years old. Looks like he just got back from a sporting event or whatever, and he's walking to his house, and he's got a backpack on. Um, <laughs> believe this happened, and so I'm I've got my phone out, and Pokemon's up, and you can hear the music. I don't imagine it's that metal. It sounds like you're making it more metal than it actually is. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. And like in my, Lucas is beside me. He's like, Dad, let me see the phone. Let me see the phone. Dad, I can't believe that you caught a Pikachu. And right there, this kid that was walking across the street stops and just stares at us. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. And so we keep on walking. And then my wife was like, um, I'm not sure what was going on, but he dropped his backpack and his ball and was reaching into his pocket for something. I'm like, oh, my Lord. This kid probably heard Pikachu Dad, I can't believe you caught a Pikachu and is just throwing everything on the ground, reaching for his phone. Where is this Pikachu? 
And it was hilarious. It was, I'm sure, yeah, listeners are probably like, good lord, talk about shitty movies, not this. <laughs> no, no, they're probably like, but, more of this, less of the shitty movies. <laughs> but it was great. This, this kid overheard our conversation and more than likely dropped everything that he was doing to try to find a Pikachu. And you didn't actually catch the Pikachu, though. You grew no. it. I hatched it, yes. I didn't know. It's, it's a random crapshoot as far as what's going to pop out of an egg. I mean, my wife actually... One so, of her he, eggs. so he gets his phone out and he's running around the neighborhood yeah. trying to catch it. And you should have run up to him. You should have run up to him and gone <laughs> and take back one kadam to honor the Hebrew God whose <laughs> whose Pikachu this is. Oh, oh. he's hunting in the wrong place. Yes. Oh, so and then uh, of course once you hatch a Pikachu or once you once you hatch once you hatch an egg, now you're able to hatch another one. So immediately I'm like, oh, okay, that's you know here we go. Let's get another one incubating because I want to. This is such. No, uh, I can't believe it. <laughs> love it. Through that, I, no, I yeah. love I love you trying to explain it. That's my favorite part. <laughs> oh, it's and great. the music. Yeah, and my kids do it too. They're like, and then and then the then they try to get the their voices out. Ah, yeah, I love it. I love it. It's fantastic. So great game. I don't care who says it. That's a who has a cool game. I I'm I have a blast with it. Oh man, that was fantastic. Uh, okay. okay. Roulette. Ready to move on to the roulette? <laughs> yes. All right. I mean, I guess I can fill you in on what I've been up to lately, mowing lawn and weed eating and bullshit, computer oh. problems. Okay. Um, there you go. <laughs> Let's move on to the roulette where we force each other to dive into the ocean of Netflix to find the gems to share with everyone else. Last episode, it was Let's Go to Prison up against Hard Target 2. And, oh, yeah, screw the contact info. I'll get Addy to record a thing and we'll drop it in after the end. Cool. How about that? Then we don't have to do it anymore. Okay. Uh, you're up first this week, sir. Hard okay. Target 2. Um, Scott Atkins. Obviously, this is a sequel to, uh, Van Damme's Hard Targets, that, which was what, that was back in the early 90s, I believe. Uh, I, mean, I want to say 95? 94? Yeah. Something like that. That was a, John Woo's first American yep. movie. Yeah. Yep. Which I, I kind of remember liking. I haven't seen that thing in so long. Um, this is in name only to me. Uh, again, I don't remember the first one that much, but this could have been any random action movie name. Prime Assassin. Whatever. Just drop in some action-y name. <laughs> Prime uh, assassin. Or, you know, <laughs> explosion in jungle. And, I got it. I love that. Uh, but seriously, this is as generic as they come. But for a one-time deal, yeah, there's some great explosions. I always like watching Scott Atkins whip ass. But the the story has been done so many times. It's a group of a group of bad guys are hunting one or two people down in the jungle, or you name the place. It's been done countless times and it's it's good for what it is it's there's i hate to even see a lapse of logic in it because uh, who cares it's hard target part two yeah so it's like he this guy agrees he's a he's an mma fighter type and he accidentally kills his buddy in the ring in the beginning um and so he's you know down on his luck and so someone offers him x amount of dollars to go and do the ultimate 
challenge or whatever. And then he finds out upon getting there, he of course takes the, takes the bait immediately. And then upon flying countless hours and it's like, Oh, by the way, we're going to kill you. Or if you can escape us, we'll pay you this amount of money. And he's like, what? I flew all this way for, huh? And they're like, go, you've got 30 seconds. They're like, uh, and yeah. <laughs> Okay, so uh, once so, again, uh, hunting the hardest, uh, the how do they always put it? Hunting the deadliest prey, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a there's a Kate uh, Beckinsale type in this movie that she like like literally. Yeah, it's dresses. Rona Mitra. We talked about this. Oh yeah, yeah, and she dresses like her like from the Underworld movies, and she you know is cocky and you know talks like Kate Beckinsale in Underworld and. Got the crossbows and like, yeah. When's she yep. gonna die? Let's didn't she? Go, let's... Didn't she play Kate Beckinsale's character in the Underworld prequel? Um, maybe. I'm pretty she sure she did. Just like her, yeah. <laughs> there are worse uh, so... things in life than looking exactly like Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, and there's worse things in life than Hard Target too. I mean, Jennifer's body is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was fine for what it was. It was it's standard issue action. I've seen much better Scott Atkins joints, um, but for a time waster, honestly, I think that I would have like I'd have been like, yes, that kicked ass. If the movie would have been about an hour and twenty, but at an hour and forty three minutes, I'm like, okay, yeah, I know let's mean. go. It's it's not there's not um, there's not enough story to fill that long of a time span. So, but yeah, it was harmless. Okay. Uh, let's go to prison. And mm. I would mimic what you said about the time thing. If it had been a little... I'm not even sure what the time was on this, but if it had been a hair shorter, it, I would have gotten a bigger thumbs up for me. Uh, the, when a career criminal's plan for revenge is thwarted by an unlikely circumstances, he puts his intended victim's son in his place... What a wordy bullshit synopsis, INDB. <laughs> Screw you. Will Arnett and Dax Shepard. And it's basically Will Ar- uh, Dax Shepard versus Will Arnett. Dax Shepard hates Will Arnett's father because he's the judge that put him in prison at like 13 or a juvie. And he's been in and out of prison about three or four times. And it's translated to his whole life up until now. So all his plan is is to get out and destroy Will Arnett's judge father person. And okay. he get he gets out, makes a couple phone calls, and finds out that he his father that, that the judge died three days before he got out of prison. So oh. being pissed off about it, he moves his grudge to the judge's son, which is Will Arnett, who is also a rich douchebag asshole. Uh, and he, through a weird bit of circumstances, gets him in trouble with the law and arrested and sent to prison. And then realizes, well, he's going to prison, but it's not really fair because everybody else is going to be torturing him but me. So he gets himself thrown back in prison again and Aww. gets to and gets to be his cellmate. Wait, just wait. I'm just telling you this. The okay. layout gets to be his cellmate so that he can torture him. Uh, and I'll tell you what. The, my expectations were fairly low because this thing kind of came and went. I didn't hear much about this movie. And uh, the uh, the first two-thirds of this, I was I was really into it. I was laughing really hard. It was very funny, especially the first third. Dax Shepard is hilarious in this. Will Arnett is always funny, but he's, yep. he's not playing. He's playing the straight man in this, okay. so he doesn't get to play around too much. Um, 
And then the third act. The third, last third of the movie, and it, it shifts gears. And the way it shifted gears, I didn't really care for. It, it suddenly got less slapsticky and silly, and I'm not saying it got, it didn't get over serious and emotional like we say a lot of times about these comedies. It didn't do yeah. that. But I just didn't care for the direction it went, and then it was like, now you've opened this whole other can of worms that we gotta solve, and it just distracted from the original premise. I'm being vague because I don't yeah. want to tell you because maybe you'll watch it and it'll be fine. I am giving this a passing grade. And I do think that you should leave it in the queue because I think that um, you wouldn't – I don't know that you'll love it. I think you'll come off with the same review as I am. Yeah. I'm, glad I, I'm glad I watched it and I laughed my fucking ass off at several points, but mostly in the first two thirds. Yeah. Oh no, I'll totally, that's, that's all I need for a, for a comedy. I'm already a comedy. If there's some good laughs, that's some mindless entertainment that I'll, I'll dive on that sometime. I'm trying to remember now. I, I laughed so hard at a couple of parts where Will, Will Arnett was, cause he's kind of playing this rich pussy and he goes to one of the hardest prisons, I guess around or whatever. And that I cannot remember that guy's name. He's this big black dude. But he's a, he plays like a, a tender sweetheart, but he's like 6'5", 280. You know, he's yeah. gigantic. Yeah. And it's so freaking hilarious. And then the way the movie actually ends, the end end of it, I really kind of liked that. I thought that was funny and kind of sweet. But it was just that change. You'll see, you'll know when you see it. And you'll okay. watch it, and we'll come back and we'll fully talk about it. That part I was like, Neh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, so that's good. Well, it sounds like both of our reviews are pretty much almost the same. Like, eh, good, good for a, maybe a I, one and done. Yeah, and that's what it is. Will I watch it again? Nah, probably not. But it's not impossible. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Well, hey, those are much better than the. This is ripping my eyeballs out, and yeah, <laughs> the poor kid who's hunting for a Pokemon who cannot be caught. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Only grown. Oh, okay, next grown, round. Yeah. Let's let's okay. try and move through this a little bit faster so we can get on okay. to the, I want to get on to the reviews of recently watched shit okay. because that well, yeah, I got some interesting stuff to talk to you about. Okay. Um okay, so heading your way is uh first up the automatic hate. Um let me just pull that up here. Of course I had the next one pulled up instead. Automatic. Um the automatic hate. From 2015, hour and 37 minutes, he's delighted to discover that he's got a long-lost clan of relatives until he learns why he's never heard of them. And I did some research, and it gets pretty positive reviews. Um, it's probably going to be fairly heavy subject matter, but it sounds really good. Um, next up, uh, th this one here, I seriously, I almost just watched this one instead of throwing this on the roulette because it sounds so cool. The... <laughs> The Dwarvenaut. <laughs> um, 2016, it's an hour and 23 minutes, a documentary. Uh, he's built his life around a game that isn't even real, but his business, artistry, and fame are no fantasy. And it's about this guy that his whole life is Dungeons & Dragons, I believe. I think it's making figurines for the Dungeons & Dragons games. Yeah. It just, that looks, that looks totally me. Um, and lastly, the, this one here actually popped up on Netflix today. And the reason I threw this on here, one, it's science fiction, and two, it's a Netflix original. And Netflix originals have been doing, I think, pretty good. I mean, that anymore to me is a, not a seal of approval, but 
there was going to be a certain level of polish to it. Even the Adam Sandler movies, they have a certain... Isn't that crazy, though? Yeah, like, how, I know. how good the Netflix original stuff has been. Yeah, that that uh, that horror movie that I watched for on the roulette not long ago that was a that was a good movie. What was it? Uh, Freaking Rebirth. Ugh. Oh yeah, that's a that's a good movie. So this one here is called ARQ. Arc. Uh, Arc. Trapped in a lab and stuck in a time loop, loop, a disoriented couple fends off mask raiders while harboring a new energy source that could save humanity. And that just I'm like, oh, that's another one where I'm like, I could totally watch that one, but I'm like, no. That's going to be a roulette, and um, that actually replaced another roulette one that I had that I actually thought uh, sounded good as well, so that'll save the other one for another time. Cool. Okay, on my side, holy hell, and this is, this would be the one that I so, oh, I've hovered on a couple of mm. times, and it's only been recently added, but it's a documentary, an inside look at a West Hollywood cult formed by a charismatic teacher in the 80s that eventually imploded. And it's one guy's experience in that cult, uh, and then uh, he starts seeing disturbing signs about where this thing is going or something like that. It's cult stuff, and it's documentary. That's uh, you and me. Yeah, definitely. The Dead Room, Eugene's token horror movie, except it's one that I actually added. You know, for every one that we see that comes up on uh, recently added, I, I click on maybe one in three of those, because it's like, I would actually watch that. I'm not throwing you stuff that just because yeah. it was added. I only throw you the ones that I actually want to uh, seem interesting to me because I know you'll watch all of them. Uh, <laughs> when a terrified family flees a desolate Southern New Zealand, Southern New Zealand farmhouse, two cynical scientists and a young psychic <laughs> are sent to investigate their claims of a haunting. New Zealand is kind of like a uh, Netflix original to me. When I hear those things, I'm like, Oh, this is probably a good thing. The, uh, they, there they encounter a powerful spirit that will protect the house. House's secrets at all costs. But it's a ghost thing, too. So there's a roulette for Eugene. Yep. And lastly, <laughs> um, The Black Road. This is a science fiction film. In 2029, an ex-military drifter risks his life to protect a woman from her dangerous ex in the lawless state of Jefferson. He's aided by his AI implant, Clyde, who proves partner and friend. Aww. Yeah, 2029 <laughs> and implants and AI. So, holy hell for you, Gene. <laughs> uh, go ahead. You're up first. What do you got? Okay. Um, good assortment there. Uh, holy hell sounds so good. And I'm going to, regardless, I'm going to watch that at some point. Um, but... I will say this after the, uh, after the computer snafu last night, when we were going to record, um, I did watch the beginning of the dead room. Just, I'm like, yeah, I, let's see what this is all about. Let's see if this is worth, worth. So I watched the very beginning, first five minutes. I'm like, yep, that's going to be the movie. Cause immediately I could tell production values are high and it was very well shot for the first five minutes. I'm like, that done. That's going to be my movie. So dead room it is. Did you watch it already? No. Okay. But I watch, I mean, I just, we, as we <laughs> were right. tinkering around on my computer, I'm like, you know what? I have some time here. Let's see. Um, cause that black road sounds good too. Honestly, holy hell, I would probably pick, but the runtime is, it's like an hour and 40, 45. I'm like, yeah, let's go no, with it's the, casual. Hours, the, the hour and I don't feel bad. Minutes. I'm not going to feel bad about that because holy hell was the, Rock solid safe pick, I thought. It was a documentary yeah. about cults. I mean, holy shit. Yeah. Like you and I aren't going to watch that. 
Um, and for me, good assortment over here too. All three of those immediately went into my queue. You you beat me to the punch on the arc thing though. That was added and replaced on the roulette within like three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to take Ark, and the reason being is because I'm going to watch the other two, but Ark, again, they're talking about time travel loop caught in a time travel same day, and that goes back to our time travel rabbit trail that you can go look up on the past episode. Sometimes when it's that thing, the Groundhog Day thing again, I'm like, uh, so I need to force myself, I need the kick in the pants, um, to watch that one. So I will go with Ark. Nice. And hopefully it's one of the good ones where they do that day cycle thing instead of one yeah. of the painful ones. Like, I, I can't even remember the titles. Of, the one that I watched that was just god awful. The one that we, I, I, there was that one that we watched, uh, the Synchronicity. Was that what it was called? That was the one that I was, we were just, I, you didn't like, but I was like, meh. There was one that I watched a couple weeks before that on the roulette that I was like, fuck this movie to death. <laughs> so by the time I got to Synchronicity two weeks later, I was like, you know what? Okay. Yeah. I'm, trust me. If it's a Synchronicity, I'll be, I'll be like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Because. Or better yet, what if it's like something like Triangle, which I thought Triangle is one of the best time loop, time traveling type things. I love Triangle. I need to watch that again because I barely remember it. I remember really liking it. I just, I only watched it that one time. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that would have bled in so well into my rabbit trail question that I have, but... We're going to save that, rabbit trail for the end? We're going to save rabbit trail for the third segment because we have a lot, or I don't, I don't know about, I don't want to speak for you, but my, myself, yeah. I have a lot of movies that I want to review, and it's not, I don't want to be rushed on them because it's not like I just... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wife is making faces at me trying to make me laugh and, and oh. it's and it's working she's out there waving her arms at me and like and making goofy faces yeah i see you yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yep <laughs> okay uh yes we're gonna save uh <laughs> just derailed the shit out of me yeah she's <laughs> <Which is> fine <laughs> oh let you compose yourself as I... No, nah, whatever. Uh, yes, we'll save Rabbit Trail for the third segment if we have time. But I wanted to get to these uh, recently watched reviews because it's not going to be like easy breezy. Oh, I watched this movie, it was good, pass, next, moving on. It, it, okay. It, we got some stuff to kind of really chat about and, you know, really dissect a little bit. Uh, but, uh, so, you're first up at your pole position this week. Uh, what do you want to do? Recently watched. Okay. You get to lead us off, sir. I'm going to lead off also, with... Also, wait. Hold on. One second. Uh, before we get into that, next week is another commentary track. Yes. That's the reason I wanted to... Another reason I wanted to jump into the recently watched, because okay. we're not going to have any... It'll be two weeks until we... Yeah. That would be so far behind, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Nope. Gotcha. Okay. Which will be interesting. We have not picked out a movie yet, so it'll be... Yeah, I know, but last time it was a blind commentary, and we talked about alternating blind commentaries and something we've watched. So I'm kind of leaning something we've watched. I don't know if I want to do back-to-back blind, because okay. that, that, it hurts oh, that my painful. soul. Yeah. Painful. I, so I'm leaning something that we're familiar with. Okay. 
Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Uh, kick us off. Recently watched. Okay. Uh, so I know that this one has uh, been in the theaters, and it's I think it's pretty much ending its run at the dollar theaters. But I w- am happy to report that I watched another summer movie, which I have not seen tons of them this year, but I was able to watch one more, and that would be The Shallows. Nice. Uh, I am a big fan of shark movies, especially shark movies that are done. Not sci-fi slash asylum, but actual like the reef and you know Jaws, of course. But even I would even say the uh, Deep Blue Sea would fall under the good shark movies, you know, a big budget and whatever. And The Shallows is one that uh, the trailers were really good for this movie. I was like, is this going to be another? Uh, what's the one that you and I watched that was? I was like, eh, deep or uh, what was it called? Open, uh, open water. Oh, yeah, okay. I, yeah. Sorry, I didn't, I don't snap to that as a shark movie. I, I know, yeah. and I'm like, please don't be another one of that. Yeah. Um, I am happy to report that this is not that. I loved this movie. Really? Loved this movie, yes. I thoroughly impressed. The cinematography is fantastic in this movie, right from the get-go. It's, it's so well shot. It's an hour and 25 minutes, so it does not overstay its welcome because there's very few characters in this movie. But the lead actress, Blake Lively, she carries the movie. She is really, really good in this movie. And there's, there's the perfect amount of shark in it. Uh, there's a, a bit of dodgy CGI, but it's not enough to be like, oh man. No, yeah. this was a solid movie. Uh, I, I'm impressed. If you're a shark movie fan, this is one to check out. And it, and it, Sets itself up so perfectly. Uh, this girl is going to this small cove type area to do some surfing. Uh, it's where her mother, like her mother has passed away and she's going there as a, as a memory of her and her mom. And she meets a couple other surfers there, whatever, starts to surf and stum, and then this is the beginning of the movie, stumbles across the carcass of a very large whale, which is, oh, that's weird. Well, guess what? It's, this shark's little hunting ground and um, very large shark. Uh, and the rest of the movie is a cat and mouse type of thing with her trying to survive and get back to a land, which is so close yet so far away. Man, was this a good movie. It was so good. There's a couple instances of, especially towards the end, where you're like, okay, that's completely unre- unrealistic. But by that point, you're so invested in the character and how is she going to get out of this that it doesn't matter? In fact, it's I'm like, I'm, I'm going with this. I'm going with the absurdity <laughs> of several scenes are absurd, but I'm like, this is still cool because I love everything else about the movie. Big thumbs up. Big thumbs up. Cool. Uh, I look forward to watching it. And I actually got some positive reviews on it real recently from uh, one of the websites that I haunt. Uh, I was kind of surprised by those reviews I, I, wow okay because i have heard some negative stuff about it and i, I mean the trailer looked pretty good i thought uh, yeah just a matter of if blake lively can carry that whole premise for that amount of runtime yeah she did i mean i totally did i was i was thoroughly impressed and my wife watched it with me and she was like that was a good movie wow yeah and it is obviously it's not a horror movie it's more of a this is a lot more Leaning towards, have you, did you watch The Reef? No, boy, I can't remember. I want to say I 
did because that's that's, 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 be... that's a good movie, and that's another one where they try to go a little bit a little bit more realistic and not sci-fi channel original. But this falls very much under trying to do a little bit more realistic and the the Jaws side of the shark attack type yeah. movies versus the ridiculous stuff. But uh, again, things get a bit ridiculous towards the end. But at that point, you're like, this kicks so much ass that I don't care that it's a bit. Getting a bit ridiculous. It's still great. So, awesome. and then, yeah. What's it rated? Is this an R? This P- is R? No, PG 13, and it's, it perfectly fits PG 13. Like, it doesn't need to be, this one here didn't need to be R. In fact, it's a pretty graphic PG 13 rated movie. I, I was, uh, impressed with, with the amount of tension, and there is some blood in it, and it's kind of graphic for PG 13. I'm like, they were, Pushing it with it, and they got their f their one f bomb in, and um, <laughs> so anyway. But uh, you know what? I actually quite like uh, Blake Lively. She's actually pretty good. She was in Cafe Society, Woody Allen's Cafe Society. Um, I don't remember her in Green Lantern, but she was in that. She was in the town. I remember um, her in Green Lantern, and I remember her in the town. And her performances so far have been kind of, yeah, kind of a, just a. I hope you're more than just a pretty face. You're, you're yeah. a very attractive girl, but at the same yeah. time, it, I haven't seen anything that's blowing me out of the water. Definitely not uh, Megan Fox bad acting. No, though. no, uh, no, no. I haven't seen any of that. It's just been yeah. kind of... I, I don't want to even rip her for the performances I've seen her in because I feel like the material was... Uh, the, the character that was written for her was not up to snuff. You know what I mean? So, yes. I can't fault her too much, if that makes yeah. sense. Yep. Yeah, this one here, uh, I totally bought that she was a surfer and that she was missing her mom. Everything about her performance was really good, and it would have been ruined um, had it been a lousy performance by the lead. Because she literally, as cool as the shark was, she carried the movie. And I totally, like, how is she going to get out of this situation that is awful and every time, like, okay, now I can see how she's going to get out of it. No, 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 no. <laughs> ah, it's a good movie. I, I will be surprised if you don't enjoy that movie. Well, I've tried to get up to the Dollar Theater to see it, but uh, every time I check the listings, the times are always like 3.30, 5.30. They're always late, and I'm through there at noon. Yeah. So I, I haven't really been able to. Yeah, I'll, I'll be owning that one on Blu-ray. That's an easy Blu-ray for me, especially with the cinematography. Beautiful. So, good. good I, hope it, I hope it comes to Netflix or something, or yeah. else I'll, I'll borrow yours. There you go. I have to. Okay. Um, anything else for The Shallows? That's it. Okay. Uh, I'll pay it back off that with a little bit of a double header because this first one's not going to take any time at all. Because I, I watched Jaws 3, of course i got to watch Jaws 2. It's also popped up on Netflix, and I haven't watched that one in forever. I remember the reason I went to 3 first was because of the dodgy memory I had. First it was good, then it was bad, now I love it, because it's a bad, good movie, and yeah. Jaws 2, I always thought it was good, so it was like, oh, I remember that, and it was cool, Biting the Electric Line, it's, it's cool. Went back and revisited that. That movie is totally solid. Totally oh, yeah, solid. I, I didn't rem- I'm While I was watching it, I was like, oh, I don't remember this scene, I don't remember that scene, I don't remember it starting off around the wreck of the boat from the first one. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Fully enjoyable film, and if there would if there was no Jaws one, Jaws two would be heralded as the masterpiece that Jaws one was. Yeah, I think it's a great movie. It's... It it really is. Um. Okay, that's all for Jaws two. 
Perfectly okay. good. You've seen it, you haven't, whatever. <clears throat> Next up on Eric Marner's Seafaring Adventures. Oh, here we go. <laughs> into the ocean. Because you know I gotta watch every damn movie that's set on the ocean, because I'm obsessed with the ocean for whatever reason we've talked about before. I have a little more information uh, on that uh, this episode. Uh, the Finest Hours came to Netflix. Um, in February of 1952, one of the worst storms to ever hit the East Coast struck New England, damaging an oil tanker off the coast of Cape Cod and literally... I'm not going to tell you what happened to the freighter. Uh, on a small lifeboat faced with frigid temperatures, 70-foot-high waves, four members of the Coast Guard set out to rescue... Oh, it wasn't a lifeboat, but anyway. The Coast Guard set out to rescue more than 30 stranded sailors trapped on a rapidly sinking vessel. Starring Chris Pine, Casey Affleck, Ben Foster, Eric Bana, and a lady called Holiday Granger. Anyway. So yes, we talked about it before, where my obsession with the ocean and boat movies, sea movies, submarine movies, and for whatever reason, I don't know why, I'm terrified by these things and yet fascinated. And then randomly one day on Facebook, um, what's it called? Ancestry.com is being promoted and pops up. What does your name mean? So I popped in my last name to see what it means, because I'm a mutt. Uh, my grandma was adopted. Uh, we have no idea where I come from, what my heritage is, or any of that sort of jazz, other than... Uh, Cleveland and Canada. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and wow. I mean, I've looked up my name several times to find out what it means or where it comes from. And I have never come across something like this. You ready for this? Okay. Marner. <clears throat> M-A-R-N-E-R. English of Norman origin and German. Occupational name for a sailor. See Mariner. From Anglo-Norman French Mariner, Middle High German Mariner, a.k.a. Seaman. Oh, boy. Wow. Uh, Is that a revelation to me? Apparently, I come from the Norse. <laughs> so at some point, you're going to be in a submarine at the bottom of the ocean, and, and the submarine is taking in way too much water, and we're going to watch a movie about you 30 yeah. years from now. Yeah, either that, or I'll just be... Lieutenant Dan hanging out on the, the freaking <laughs> yeah. bow of the boat in a giant storm saying, come at me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I digress at any rate. Uh, the finest hours. Yes. So this movie came and went from Netflix in a flash or not Netflix from, from the theater. <laughs> Thanks. Canada house um, yeah. <clears throat> came from the theater in a flash. And I blame part of that uh, on a couple of things. One, the release date two, the marketing campaign, uh, whether you want to say it was weak or strong is kind of irrelevant. There wasn't much to it, but I felt like the trailer gave away entirely too much. Please don't watch the trailer for this movie. It spoils one of the best parts in the film, um, What a the damage that actually happens to the oil tanker. And that should not have been revealed, because even knowing that going in, uh, when I watched the actual movie and that scene happened, it was so jarring to me and so horrifying and terrifying. My TV felt like it was 3D. I felt so fully immersed in what was happening. And maybe again, it's just my obsession with the fucking high seas, but yeah, when I'm going to be real vague here, cause I don't want to ruin it for anybody else, but they're telling the captain to slow down because this seam that they welded has, is, is kind of acting up. So you need to slow down and he doesn't. And then there's a noise 
And he says, hey, you need to go up there and tell him face-to-face to slow down. He goes up topside, he's walking across a catwalk with a flashlight, and and then that scene happens? Yeah, boy, yeah. I, uh, I almost threw up. I, 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 I gagged, because it was, it, not only was it the thing, but then he pans up and sees the other thing coming towards him. <laughs> my TV became 3D at that point. I was like, I'm living in this movie, and that is literally one of the most horrifying things I have ever seen. And this is based on a true story, supposedly. Yeah. Wow. Uh, now, there is some dodgy CGI in this movie. Um, I, I, gotta, I gotta give it some negatives. It, it does not fully work 100%. There's some dodgy acting from uh, the, the girl. I thought, eh. Um, uh, but... Other than that, I thought this was a total gem. I thought this should have been a bigger movie. That may, I thought this could have borderline been Oscar talk, maybe not, maybe not winning, but in at least in the in the conversation. We had great performances from all of these actors. It took me a while to get used to Chris Pine's character because I'm so used to be him being the hero, and in this yeah. movie, he's kind of like the dork. Um, Agreed. I guess now we can talk. You watched it, so we can talk. Yes, about I did. It. Uh, the the accents, uh, even mm. I, I have relatives that are from New England. Okay, that I sit at a table with, and mm, come again, come again with that, uh, with yeah. that, with that rolling your R, sir. What was that? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I'm. I mean, thick New England, and I, but for the most part, can totally understand them. And in this movie, I was like, what, uh, what now? What do you say? Yeah, I, what? I turned on the subtitles from time to time. I would have to turn on the subs. Like, what? I just didn't even bother. I just rolled with it. There were parts where it just seemed so random. At certain times, a guy would come in, especially, I think, Ben Foster. He would come in and he'd say, oh, we're going to go out on that boat? Yeah, we should go do that. What? <laughs> Wait, you know what? I don't even care. I don't need to know whatever he was about to say. I'm sure it was something because yeah. he's playing an asshole, so it was something assholeish, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but so yeah, the accents, especially in, like in the first half. I think after the first half, it kind of planed replaned out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I, it was jarring to me, and I'm glad that you didn't say anything to me before I watched the movie because that would have very much detracted from my enjoyment of it. If I, if you'd have been like, ah, oh, just be prepare prepare yourself because. The accents are kind of eh, but going into it, I mean, after the first five, ten minutes, I'm like, okay, uh, we've got that thick accent going on. It's kind of hard to understand, but, but after the big, the big scene that you were talking about, I was like, okay, here we go. And even when it shifted from that stuff on the ocean to back on land and Chris Pine's fiance, which wasn't as interesting, but I was still involved enough with, with that setup and how they played her character. I loved the movie. I thought it was a great movie. Uh, the whole way through two hours of, uh, just a very well-made movie with enough, enough action and totally invested in the characters, even with their accents. I, by the, by the second half of the movie, I'm like, I don't even care about your accents. I want to know what's going to happen to Chris Pine's character, Ben Foster's character, all these people. I care about these people. I want them to survive. I don't want them to die. It's a great movie. I agree. And them them getting out of the harbor. Oh my god. I mean, please that tell was me did, nuts. did any of that stuff make you feel almost physical ill? Is it just me? Am I just so petrified of the freaking sea? 
No, oh, man. You know, at first I'm like, okay, what's so bad about this, you know, that they're not going to make it. They're going to die. They're going to die. And to just to get out of this area. And after a little bit, I'm like, well, are they out of it now? And then they're like, oh, okay, here it comes. I'm like, holy shit, what? I had the same reaction. I was like, man, that was bad. I can't believe they actually got out past the break or whatever they were talking about. And then they're like, okay, are you ready? Because we're about to start. And I was like, we're we're starting. What? Like, yeah, exactly. I would have been the guy like I'm swimming back to. Uh, just, eh. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but man, that was a good movie. I can't believe it didn't do better in the theater. I seriously that that should have done better. I know, yeah, but that. there were still some things like it has some very obvious flaws, and it pains me to even bring them up. Like for example, there are some scenes where it's clearly green screen. Um, and I'm not even talking about out on the ocean shit with special effects that you're like, well, duh, obviously it's green screen. They didn't have a 75 foot tall boat that, you know, they were sinking. Now I'm not talking about that. I'm talking yeah. about, she goes to the, son of a bitch, what do you call it? The, not the Navy, the fricking Coast Guard. She goes it's to the, Coast Guard, she goes yeah. to the Coast Guard station, uh, the office building, whatever, where they're in radio contact with their boat and is trying to get the officer to call them back. Get him to call them back. She can't. They don't. She's mad. It's winter time, and she just storms out of the building. Okay? Oh, yeah. So she goes okay. out without her coat, and the snow is whipping, and, you know, it's New England, and they're talking about, like, minus 10s and uh, are really damn cold, and it's really dangerous, and she just kind of walks out, and her hair kind of barely even blows in the wind, and she storms to her car without her coat, and I'm like, okay, so... You're freezing your ass off right now. And then she drives a quarter mile down the road and skids off the road and then gets out of the car and stands there and looks at the ocean. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, you would be so cold. Like, yeah. you would just stay in your car. Like, th yeah. th and, and those were the scenes where you could tell there was a lot of green screen in play because they didn't even have the wind machine turned up enough to blow her hair as much as the snow was going. Yeah. So it, it looked like those very still scenes in gods of Egypt. Where yeah. It was like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're in the hot desert plain. Or, you know, uh -huh. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, two words though. Aquanet. There you go. That's all. That's, that's <laughs> not, in the, not in the twenties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or fifties um, or whenever the hell it's that. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but, but I'm not sure how much of it is true. Even if it's like 70% of it is true. That was crazy. I agree. Crazy. I agree, and I, I'm yeah. I'm far more inclined to believe that maybe seventy percent of it is true than I am the Perfect Storm, another movie that I like a fair amount because that movie it's it's all. I feel like the second I've watched documentaries about it. I feel like the second half of that movie is there's a lot of speculation, and it's for all you know they went out and didn't catch any fish and fucking drowned. The end. You don't yeah. know they they weren't. <laughs> So they make up like half the movie of we went out and had the greatest catch ever and we had we're racing up giant waves and wrecked. And you don't know. Nobody made it back. They all spoiler. They all fucking yeah. died. And it <laughs> wasn't that it wasn't that way in this movie. Everybody came. Uh, oh, spoiler. Pretty again, much. I guess. Yeah. Uh, there were survivors. So that's what made it more realistic to me, you know, as far as, OK, I can. I'm sure that you Hollywoodized this aspect and maybe that aspect, but I, I can I can buy that or I can let it slide, yeah. you know. And these... So she remembered her coat when she stormed out of the building. Whoop-dee-shit. Yeah. Yep. 
I, I, it's weird how a big blockbuster type movie just popped up so quickly on Netflix, though. That does not happen often to me. Yeah. Like, that's a pretty recent movie, a big budget movie that just, okay, it's released now onto Blu-ray, DVDs, and whatever, and, oh, also Netflix. And that, you don't see those movies that often. Well, I'm, I'll have to look into the actual numbers, but didn't it bomb? It did not do good. Yeah. It didn't. But that's too bad. I, I hope yeah. it finds a little bit of a cult following, at least as much as the U five seven one crowd and you know people yeah. into that kind of that kind of affair. I thought it it was far better than my expectations were. Yep, agreed. Me too. Good. I'm glad you. All I'm right. really glad you enjoyed it because I thought that you. I, I don't know. I wasn't selling it to you hard. I was like fifty fifty maybe. I don't know if you'll yeah. like it or not, but I'm kind of digging it. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Over to you. I, Okay, so do you want to review about goat sex or the black hole, or do they kind of go together? No, the black hole you did a review on. Oh, what? Not on the show. Oh, no, on the Facebook page. You wrote a big, long review of it. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, we so usually just go- breeze over those. Okay, so we're going to go with the, <laughs> the goat, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's go with the black hole. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go ahead and go ahead, Mister Weaver. Tell me about goat sex. Oh boy. Okay. So, uh, watch a movie called Black Candles, and I talked about this a little bit on my own show, but it's just so rife with comedy that I can't help but talk about it on on our show too. Um, so I've talked about uh, the company Code Red time and time again on my own show, and I've I've mentioned them over him over here uh, on Movie Freaks, but. Code Red and the guy that owns the company, he is kind of becoming the – it's weird like following uh, this guy and his small company. Like he is becoming the the premier boutique Blu-ray label. Like he announces so many movies that no one has either ever heard of or that are so obscure that it's like there's this cult following of his of – What's this dude going to acquire the rights to this week? He's getting so many movies and so much so that it starts to make me wonder, is he the diner owner in eleven twenty two sixty three and his portal goes straight back to the deuce? <laughs> yeah. Is that what's yeah. happening? He's like <laughs> nobody even remembers this movie. It didn't even make it to the VHS days, but he just stumbles out on a Tuesday night and is like, Oh shit, the strangulator muda muda killer. <laughs> <laughs> cheap fucker i guess yeah yeah it's just so weird how these he just there's so many and he charges so much for them and it's it's such a weird anomaly of blue this side this little side of blu-ray releasing is this guy that is releasing these movies to this rabid fan base that we've never we noticed i said we because i'm one of them have never seen these movies but they're like we're like what, what's this dude going to release next that we've never heard of, but we have to see because they're, they're so nuts. And black candles from 1982 is one such movie. The cover is way too good to be anywhere near as cool as the actual, like the cover is way better than the movie. Mm -hmm. I'll just say that right now. And there's no way that the movie could live up to a cover like that. And again, I talk about it a little bit on the show, uh, but I wasn't drinking during the taping of my show. Was I? (laughs) So, so let's, Stammer and slur through this. Um, is, that, is that what you're saying? Oh, yep. 
<laughs> so um, we all know Skinamax, right? Back yeah. in the good old days of Skinamax. That's all this movie is. Is It's Skinamax okay. with a couple of really awkward, gross, uncomfortable scenes thrown in. Um, just, just to put it to that extra nasty level, it's the storyline itself is so cheap and simple and sex filled. Uh, it starts with a sex scene and then the guy dies because there's a, a voodoo doll involved. Wait, 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 and- wait. You're- it starts with a sex scene. You have to clarify because you started this review off with, "Hey, you want to talk about goat sex?" So we're talking oh, yeah, that's, like that, that's that's coming. Okay, so, okay. Well, well, you got to clarify. There's a sex okay. scene at the beginning. Is it who are the participants? Okay. Uh, it's some random dude, and uh, then there's an off. Well, uh, random dude and a what? And a goat or a woman or a? Well, uh, yes, yes. Uh, consenting adults. Okay. Are 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 doing are doing intercoursey things. <laughs> And a voodoo doll is stabbed and the guy dies. And so now we cut to a young woman and her boyfriend, fiance, whatever. They're traveling to the place where this guy was murdered. And here is this big mansion house type thing that's inhabited by a bunch of uh, satanic cult members. And they slowly but surely take over her lover as well as hoping to take over her. And the whole black candles thing is there's black candles in the house. Ha ha. Um, but along the way, there's just, there's literally, there's just random people in this house. And at one point we're like, it, just when you're like, okay, I'm kind of getting tired of the soft core stuff going on here, even though it's, you know, it, like, okay, yeah, I, what I else? get you. It's like, do something. Cause I do know something. what you're talking then, about. Yeah. Yes. So, well, the do something is, a random goat sex scene. Like, I'm like, what? Um, and it takes the movie to a whole new level. And again, this is kind of cinema soft underbelly material here, but, uh, it's something. It's gross. And it's to the point where I'm like, okay, we need to move on. Let's, let's get, let's get Oh, they back. hang on it for a bit. Oh, yes. It's, it it's, takes a, it takes a little while to accomplish everything that's going on in this mid middle scene, and then they fall back into the randoms, whatever. And and actually, it has a nice little twist ending to it. The movie itself is for as cheap and grindhousey as it is, it's effective with what it tries to do, certainly. But uh, it's definitely made for that the deuce crowd on 42nd street that it is one of those movies. I mean, maybe, um, maybe, but there is something to be said. I mean, we're, I know that you're kind of taking it in a path of, of dismissal as being like, Hey, the seventies were fucked up guys. Remember that? But, uh, by that same token, what was the last thing that you watched where a man had sex with an animal? Oh, a woman. No, no, no. A woman is, is, is raped by a goat pretty much. <laughs> no, no, that's not, that's not my point. My point is that when was the last time in recent history you watched something where a human had sex with an animal? Um, I can't think of any. Okay, that would, I, I know what it was. It was, uh, Black Mirror. Oh, yes. And Ooh, that was call. a very recent, uh, affair. Yeah. So, Huh. I don't know what point I'm trying to make with that. I lost it there because yeah, you distracted me with the, oh, woman. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't the point. The point was that 
you're trying to dismiss it as being, oh, weren't the 70s fucked up? And it's sort of like, well, yes, but... Uh, we still see that, they, yeah. They, they, they brought it back around. This shit, they're still making stuff. Where yeah. they, they find reasons for people to have sex with animals, yeah. I guess. <laughs> but boy, I'll tell you what, regardless of where you, the listener, stands with religion or whatever, oh, this movie very much felt evil. I'm like, uh it has that underlying hail Satan going on in it. And it's like, oh, and I watched this a couple days after the Slayer concert. I'm like, okay, let's watch happy stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, my next review has to do with uh, hail Satan shit. If you want to, just are you done? You yeah, it's it's, you, it's all you now. <laughs> yep, I'm done talking about yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, I, I managed to get my hands on a uh, what was it? Uh, two Blu-rays for five bucks at a good old family video. So I took a chance on a couple of movies. One was Big Game, starring Samuel L. Jackson. I did a write-up of that on the yep. uh, Facebook page, and. The other one was The Wicker Tree. This would be the actual first true sequel to The Wicker Man from 1970, God knows when. Uh, the, actually, 1970, yeah. I believe. Nailed it. I meant the, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I meant. Uh, Robin yeah. Hardy directed the original, and now he's directed the sequel some God knows how many years later. But it feels appropriate, because that sacrifice apparently took, so now it's uh, time for another one, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I haven't had a lot of time to digest this because I just watched it this afternoon. And since I got it so cheap, that's why I was like, okay, I want to check it out because I didn't hear a lot of high praise on this movie. But you know what? I don't recall. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't the original Wicker Man not get high praise when it came out? It found its cult following afterwards, right? More than, more than likely, yeah. And now is considered the Citizen Kane of horror movies. Well, it's... Since this is not a remake or some shit, it's it's the same guy directing it and writing it. I gotta check it out for two fifty on a Blu-ray. Come on, yeah. Um, the Wicker Tree. Go back to a time before you ever saw The Wicker Man. Get your head space back in that time frame. Okay, you have not seen The Wicker Man. Don't know anything okay. about it. You have no expectations. Watching The Wicker Man, it was sort of like, okay, we got this seventies kind of weird uh, foreign film, horror film thing going on, maybe. It's just kind of creepy at the moment. First act. Second act, it's like, why? Is it, it seems like everybody's just screwing at this guy. Like, what? where is this going? What's the point? Then you get to the third act, and you're like, holy shit. Oh my god. That's what's going on? That's what we're doing? Holy shit. And fade, sunrise, credits... Yeah. Wow. And then you watch it a second time and you're like, how did I not see it? Okay. Again, clear your head of that. Let's go to the wicker tree. I'm watching this movie and I'm like, okay, these characters are annoying. Right off the bat. Oh, God. It's uh, <laughs> a girl who used to be kind of a pop country star from Texas and her boyfriend, who is a Texas boy. And they're both very Texas and very much talk uh... like this. And they're... <laughs> She quit being a pop star and found Jesus and is now very religious. And they're going to dedicate two years of their life to the church and go to Ireland to bring Jesus to the Irish. Mm. So they're very annoying. I'm I'm not going to bury that for you because you're going to mm. watch this movie. I'm, oh, oh, okay. Oh, you're, right. oh, you're going to watch this movie. But I'm just trying to prepare you right now just to soften the blow. You're going to hate them. And I... I didn't really hate them. I just sort of was like, Ugh. 
Ugh, you're annoying. And I was, like, thinking about the Wicker Man, like, okay, this is what's going to happen. It's not what happens. I'm just going to tell you that right now. The Wicker Man is not what happens in the Wicker Tree. Okay. Again, try to remove your what you know of the Wicker Man, because that's it's that's not it. So then we get to the second act, and you're like, okay, now it just feels like everybody's fucking with him. Okay. And then we got to the third act, where I was, like, expecting it to ramp up, and I was thinking back on my first viewing of The Wicker Man, where that was the path of what happened. And it it was a little different because it was a couple this time instead of just one person. And there was no murder mystery that they were invited to come solve. They went there kind of voluntarily, and a little bit invited. And... Then when the third act happened, I was like, oh, oh, huh, what? We're doing that now. Wow. Wow. Holy <laughs> shit. Okay. With the first major, um, again, here come the vagaries, because I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but with the first major kind of event in the third act, I was like, oh, we're doing that. That's that's a thing. I'm like, that's fascinating. Now I wonder what's going to be the second part of it, because it's a couple. And, uh, they said it, they showed you a little bit of what the plan was for the other party. And I was like, oh, that is, wow. The, okay. I'm, I'm in. I'm into this. I'm into this. And then it kind of took a couple of different, uh, hoops that they jumped through before everything played out. And okay. I was, once we got to the third act, I was in. And in a, in a way that I can only compare to, like, the Ninth Gate, there was, or is that the Johnny Depp one? The, oh, yeah. There was a little bit of that in there, a little bit of that flavor, and then a little bit of, um, what was the other one I thought of? Ah, oh, shit. Oh, damn it, I can't remember now. It Definitely Wicker Man was obviously in there. That was the overarching theme. A little bit of the Ninth Gate and a little bit of, um, shit, there was another one. Oh, uh, the, the, the one where the guy made, uh, fragrances. Do you remember that? Oh, yes, perfume. There was a little bit of perfume in this movie. <laughs> okay. This movie is not as good as The Wicker Man, because that okay. was a trendsetter. That was the Jaws 1, okay? And this is like the Jaws 2.5. And it's set so many years later, and you're already with those expectations of the first one. I was just thrilled that it didn't follow all the way through with what I thought they were going to do. It took a different path, and I give it big kudos for doing that. And I think that if you can just get past the super southern Texas accents of these douchebags, yeah. I think you might like this movie, sir. Maybe not. Maybe oh. I'm too, you might come out of it and be like, "Nope, screw that." But <laughs> I'm not it's not a hard sell. I'm just telling you that I am yeah. I 250 for the Blu-ray. I will be keeping it on the shelf. I'll at least be giving it another watch sometime down the road. And I think that you should give it a chance. Is this one that if you have never ever seen the Wicker the Wicker Man, would you have liked it even more? Or is this a I don't know if I would have liked it even more, but I know that I would have I definitely would have been like that it was something different. And because again, that third act, I'm like, holy shit. And then I started the like making of behind the scenes, whatever the hell. And it was yeah. for the most part, one of those very generic ones. So I, yeah. I didn't last but 10 minutes into it, 
But uh, Robin Hardy, he said a couple of interesting things in the in the time that I did listen to him. He said, you know, I'm surprised nobody has tried to make this mix of comedy, horror, uh, drama, thriller, you know, like, because it goes through all those stages. And to his credit, he's absolutely right. The first, the, I mean, The Wicker Man did the exact same thing. The first time I was watching it, I blind bought it, and I was mm-hmm. like, the first act, I'm like, okay, huh, what? The second act, I was like... Oh, these people are irritating. It seems like they're just dicking with them. Like, do something. Because it's not a gory horror movie. No, huh? Not at all. And then you get to that third act, and you're like, oh, fuck, that's what we're doing. And it was, you know what? I went through the exact same emotional states with this movie. So I really don't want to judge it until I watch it at least one more time. You know, now knowing what I know. Yep. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. That's okay. Well, you definitely have me interested. I'm going to keep my expectations in check, but it's one that I, uh, I, I heard and I heard enough bad reviews, uh, about it that I'm like, eh, I don't need to spend the time on it, but I'll give it a watch. It's, it's a ride. You, you gotta, and you gotta go through the lows before you get to the highs. And much like the original Wicker Man. And yeah. now I'm just repeating my damn self. So let's move on. <laughs> Okay, um, let's get the, these two uh, yeah. out of the way real quick here. Give me at least two. Um, okay, they're not going to take long. Um, one is a movie that I mentioned earlier, and that's Jennifer's Body. Fuck this movie. <laughs> um, everything I loathe about modern horror is in that movie. It's awful. The dialogue is awful. People don't say that stupid hipster shit. And I'm going to use the word hipster because that's exactly what it is. <laughs> and I hate it. Um, just like I hate this movie. I hate every character in the movie. I hate every character beat in the movie. I hate the uh, – down to the effects. The, actually, there's a couple practical effects that were just good enough to give it a half of a star out of five for me. Um, I but, seem to remember it being shot okay. Yeah, I guess. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> It was stupid. It was stupid. I people don't talk like that. And if they do, if if you do, if you talk like that, sorry, you're an idiot. Um. Anyway, I I watched it one time back when it came out on DVD and thought to myself that wasn't very good. And then I got it for two dollars on Blu-ray, thinking, what if it might be good? No, no, it's it's not. It is from the bowels of hell. Um, okay, and then lastly is another movie that I gave the exact same score to, and that is Sinister Part 2. Fuck this movie. Oh, wow! I'm, uh, okay, was this a Scott Derrickson? Did he direct it? Uh, no. Okay, good, no. good, good, good. No, he had nothing to, to my knowledge, he had very little or nothing to do with this movie. Take everything that was great about Sinister, uh, and then just let's make say it... a D okay or decent to us. <laughs> Let's not get too carried away there. Yeah, yeah. just make it just not good. It, it just the worst acting you can. Yeah, the acting is so bad. The half star is from uh, two of the quote unquote home movie scenes because that's what makes these movies kind of cool. Uh-huh. Is, the, is the there's like one or two that I'm like, oh, that was kind of cool. This is like sci-fi bought the rights and like we're gonna make our own version of this now. And here it is. And it's, it's awful. Sci-fi like, channel? Like sci-fi channel? I'm making that. I'm just saying, oh, okay, okay. if, Sorry. It, that's what it felt like is the acting was so bad. I'm like, really? Like, 
this is really, really shitty acting. Like, what? Um, I get it. You, you, this is a sequel and everything's a, a little bit lesser than whatever in some certain circumstances, but this was taking it to an all new low. Like, this destroyed that franchise to me. Um, the kids, there's two kids, uh, they're awful. Like, I, kid actors, if you can't pull it off, you can ruin a movie, and the kid actors are so bad, especially there's You're very, two... very hard on the kid actors, though. You gotta take a yeah, give them a little bit, because... Oh, you should watch this one. Oh, it's um, on your voodoo, right? It is! Uh, next month is October, is it not? Yeah, hey, have that. Oh, I will be watching it, yeah. because uh, oh, it's wow. October, that's when I do my it's, horror thing every day. It's not scary in the least, um... And the first one, I thought the first one was scary. Like, that movie was a very scary movie to me. There's nothing scary about this. It It's a family drama with an abusive husband. And then we've got the side character of the creepy, slipknot-looking dude that whatever pops up. Meh. I, I, I hated this movie. <laughs> um, in fact, the last the, – I, I was going to turn it off and then I'm like, no – just fast forward it so that I can quote unquote say I watched it. So just hit the fast forward button. I'm like, oh, blah, 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 I see you doing this stupid thing. And then now, okay, to, now, I mean, I'm not defending Sinister 2, but the first, my biggest complaints with the first Sinister movie was that they did so many stupid things. Like Ethan Hawke's characters, I'm in this haunted house where everybody was murdered so I can write my true crime novel. Oh, there's a bunch of banging upstairs in the attic. Well, let me just grab my cell phone light and I'll go up there and try and investigate. It was like, what the? What? Why would well, you? This one, this one here, they try to alleviate that with that it's kids dealing with it now. Okay. So the kids aren't, kids aren't quite as smart. So I, I get that. Um, but seriously, like, there's a whole subplot to, uh, to spousal abuse going on and it doesn't work to me. It's distracting. And the cop, or the, I think there was a cop that kind of was helping out Ethan Hawke's character from the first one. He is the recurring character in this one. He's trying to stop the, the spread of this. I don't, I so <laughs> don't care about this movie. You're um, going to watch Sinister I, 3 in the theater, aren't you? Oh, uh, no, I, this has destroyed, I can't imagine they would make a third one after this. It's so bad. But I, I have you watched, not watched the, the frickin', um, uh, can't bring up anything tonight. The, the, the trap movie where their guy is like setting mm. traps for everybody and they got to like get out of the traps and whatever. Collect the collector? No, damn it. The shitty one where there's like eight fucking movies that they've made in the oh, last Saw. Saw. Come on. The second one was a horrible piece of shit, and they've got... Hey, at least that one was gory. There's This one is not. Yeah. It's just... At least that one had some good effects. They all, all the Saw movies had somewhat good effects, but... Oh, this one is just so bad. And that... Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm overlooking no, no, something no, and I it's a it. masterpiece. I... Ugh. I highly doubt it. But I can't believe it. I can't believe that it was as bad as Jennifer's body. I, I'm, I was surprised. I'm like, you know, it's at least going to be probably somewhat entertaining because the first one was really good to me. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I enjoyed the first Sinister and I adore Scott Dick, Dickerson, right? 
that Derrickson. Derrickson. Scott Derrickson's yeah. a guitar player. Sorry, Scott yeah. uh, Derrickson. Uh, huge fan of his. I love the way that he makes movies, and I cannot wait to see his take on Doctor Strange. I thought that was a Me too. genius casting, uh, not casting, but... Uh, Director choice, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was brilliant, and I think he's going to knock it out of the park. I think he's a, uh amazing artist, and I, I... Seriously, I love you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. If you don't know why, go listen to some interviews with the man. He he knows how to spread a budget and and... Anyway, uh, but I did feel like Sinister was, uh, it had some problems just because of stupid people doing stupid things. Yeah. And I guess that was kind of the, one of the theme of it because the, the way that Hawk's character was, but, uh, nonetheless, it still was kind of bothersome. Of course, at the same time, I was watching in a theater where, uh, no, yeah, Colorado was getting shot up at the exact same time I was watching that movie, Aurora, and, and, and this crazy bitch was pacing around and whispering in my ear and talking to the characters <laughs> on the screen and two guys came in with full army bags. It was a, a nightmare of, of a, I was horrified. Like I wanted to leave 15 minutes into that showing, but I was so afraid that I didn't. Like I just kept, <laughs> I just kept sitting there and not, not moving, not just, moving, just watching these people more than I watched the screen. Cause it, I know it's funny to talk about now, but I'm not even joking when I tell you I was truly scared for my life in that theater. And there was four people on a Wednesday at noon. Oh, that's nuts. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Okay. I got one more, and then do you want to do another one, or what, where, where are you at? Uh, well, are we are we going to do any uh, rabbit trail? Nah, it's twenty after, and I want to save this one for another time. That it'll be more than a ten minute thing. Okay, if that's the case, then yeah, I can certainly delve into one or two more, and it's not going to be shitty movies. I'm going to talk about a good one. Okay, I'll do one, and then uh, you can wrap us up. Okay. Knights of Badassdom. I rewatched this one. Oh. Nice. And I really, I loved it the first time I watched it. The second time I watched it, love might be a little strong. Uh, because it does have some low-budget film techniques going on here, where you can see where they cut corners here and there. But I don't want to uh, rag on it too much, because I know it was taken away from the director early on in the editing process because of some pyramid scheme that the producers are now being uh, sued for in Hollywood. There's a there was a story oh, in really? the Hollywood Reporter about these producers. Uh, yeah, it's some Ponzi scheme, some Ponzi pyramid scheme or whatever that he got. The director got caught up. Was it Adam? Was it was it Green or the other one? No, it was it was the other guy. Yeah, yeah. from uh, Movie Crip podcast. Yeah, and I totally empathize with his situation and having to deal with this, trying to make a movie into some during some scam situation with the producer. That's horrible. I, yeah. I totally empathize with his situation, but that being said, I still really like this movie. <laughs> it was, yeah. it's, it's a bunch of dorks and it's a horror movie and it's a comedy and it's so funny and metal doom metal. Uh, I had so much fun with it. Even the second time around where I'm like, I'm noticing your weak spots and your low budgetness, but you know what? Who gives a shit? Yeah, uh, I totally had a blast with it, and I'm sorry, dude. I know you want me. I, I maybe don't want everybody to hate it or whatever, and I know you had a horrible time with it. But nonetheless, I loved what you were trying to do. And if you ever got a director's cut, I would be the first person to run by that mm-hmm. Blu-ray in a heartbeat. Me, me too. But I can only judge what I got here in front of me, and I fully enjoy this movie. 
I am not going to say love this time around because I see some of its weak producer, quote unquote, director, uh, where the producers took over and redid a edit. That always pisses me off. They have no business in the editing room, but uh, whatever. Yeah. As it stands, Knights of Badastum. If you're into, if you've ever played Dungeons and Dragons in your life, if, or you're into any sort of fantasy role playing, um, not in a sexy way, in the dorky, nerdy, uh, Final Fantasy way. <laughs> or yes. you're into, like, metal and that kind of... St- Just check this movie out. Fucking hilarious shit. Yeah. Yeah, The the I've only watched it one time, and I thought it was great. It, it had great comedy, and it was gory, and it was fun. That was a, that was a good movie. The chances of us seeing a director's cut, I'm guessing, are slim to none, though. Oh, I, I'd say they're right there next to uh, Star Trek Nemesis, which is almost zero. Zero, yeah, which sucks, yeah. Did, did I, I know that that's a very estranged, like, he's done with the movie. I, it's kind of a David Fincher type thing where, uh, that sucked, I'm not going to talk about it or deal with that movie again. Uh, he's talked about the bad time that he's had with it. Actually, I, uh... Uh, I used to listen to their podcast a lot, and then I kind of stopped because I was like, eh, you're just repeating yourself a lot. Um, but then I noticed a couple of guests they had on real, here real recently that I wanted to hear that interview. So I downloaded a couple of interviews from the last couple of weeks, and I've been listening a little bit again. And they still, he still mentions it a little bit, just talking about the snafu that it was and how it was that Ponzi pyramid scheme of the producers and money and taxes and uh, whatever. He got totally caught up in this thing that had nothing to do with the movie or them disliking him or a studio taking it away from, it was nothing like that, which is usually the case. It's usually a studio. Like we don't like your cut and we're taking it away and we're, we're doing our own thing. It wasn't that it was some money scheme, I guess. Wow. Oh, that's, that's, that's too bad. That's horrible. At any rate, yeah. it is what it yeah. is. Uh, yep. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Put out that DC, buddy. I will buy it. Yeah, me too. Over to you. Good. Okay. Do whatever you want to clear up for the next two weeks because it's next week commentary. So get it, get whatever you, your highlights you got to hit, hit it. Cause okay. yeah, this is it. Wow. Okay. So, uh, I, this is one that I actually watched back on, uh, let's see here, the very tail end of August and I've been saving it. I'm like, sometime I'm, I'm going to bring it up and I figured, you know, tonight this is going to be a good show closer, at least for me, because I love this movie so much. It almost gets a perfect score and I thought it would make a good little back and forth because I know kind of where you stand on this movie. And that is 1982's First Blood. Starring Sylvester Stallone, <laughs> Brian, Den- Brian Dennehy, and Richard Crean. I know that you're kind of eh on oh, it. Oh, no, wait. But I'll let you go first, and then I'll chime in. Okay. Um, I, I got to say, I, upon rewatching, it is still my favorite uh, John Rambo movie. Even even past the newest one, which I love. I adore First Blood. And I. it's not just Sylvester Stallone's character in the movie. It's the setting. I like the fact that it takes place in like the West Virginia Hills or whatever. And it's a lot of it is in the woods and it's a very survivalist type uh, action movie. And Stallone is kind of in his prime during this movie. Uh, as far as like physically fit, I just, I love the storyline of this movie. And I'll tell you for everybody that 
gripes about oh, Stallone isn't the greatest actor, or whatever. His breakdown who? melt. Who, who, who are you talking about? Who does that? Oh, I, oh, uh, oh, people make you know. Oh, Stallone talks like this and blah blah blah. You know, he's whatever action. Uh, whatever. Yeah, okay. Well, I, okay. I well, carry on. I haven't heard people say he's a bad actor. I, Maybe not bad actor. Maybe that's that's strong, but just a typecast. It's Stallone. Yeah. You know. Okay. Uh, um, before you continue, um, did you like this movie the very first couple of time or two you watched it? Oh, I watched this way back on network television. I've grown up with this movie. You didn't answer my question. Did you like it back then? Yes. Okay. I mean, from what from what I can remember, yeah. I mean, I but the first my first real memory was of buying it on VHS and playing the shit out of this thing. <laughs> um so anyway, uh but his end scene where he has a meltdown in the the ammo shop or whatever with uh with his Lieutenant Colonel Sergeant Guy Richard Crane is trying to talk. That that yeah that yeah, I remember. I love that scene <laughs> for some reason. It's just I'm like it totally works, and it really feels like a like a great performance from this guy. Uh, but every time I watch it, even that scene from time to time. That scene has actually brought a tear to my eye. Yeah. As everybody now officially turns no, on. Oh, come on. Yeah, our audience is shitting on Rambo First Blood. Come on. <laughs> oh. uh, but I love the movie. It's it's so good. And and every time I watch it, I'm like, is this going to be as good as I remember it? And man, it is. It it just works. And I'm, I, I, wish, I wish that you would give this movie a rewatch. I'm not sure when the last time was that you saw it. And uh, I'm I'm, I'm just sure. waiting till you're done to chime in with my history. All right, okay. I'm done. Okay. Go for it. Uh, so I came to for some reason, uh, maybe I don't know, maybe because my parents not wanting me to watch R-rated kind of material or whatever. But uh, I was very, very, very late to the Rambo game. Sort of like it was a movie I kept hearing about, and then I just never got around to watching it. And by the time I got around to watching it, it I mean. I'm pretty sure that I was in my first apartment by the time I watched that. So we're talking like oh, wow. 99. So yeah. everybody's talking about Rambo, 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 greatest action movie ever. I mean, I'd seen T2 at this point. So going into, yeah. going, okay, Rambo, let's go see this badass from the 80s. And I watched Rambo and I was like, are you kidding me? Like, he doesn't <laughs> even kill anybody. Like, he kills one guy in that entire movie. Yeah. 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 So I didn't grow up with it. I didn't hate it, but I just sort of was like, this is some overrated. This is like a uh, raging bull. This is some <laughs> overrated shit that I'm just not quite getting. Uh, I've watched it a time or two here and there since, or it pops up on TV or whatever. And then I, you know, I watched uh, the sequel and I really gravitated more towards the sequel because that was more in my kind of age range wheelhouse of yeah. we're blowing people up left and right. And it's a much more of an action movie. Uh, then I went on to the third one because now, now I'm in this, yeah. this uh, vortex of a, a series. And so I have to watch them all. And the third one was, is, and remains the worst of the bunch. Yes. Because it's serious and they're just repeating part two. The only problem is that they're bringing, uh, current politics into it, which at the time would have been okay, 
But looking back in <laughs> retrospect of the government funding the Taliban was a pretty yeah. fucking bad idea. <laughs> yeah. And then in the third act, when shit really gets serious, it turns into a comedy where it's like, oh, now I'm cracking jokes. Ha 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 ha. It so doesn't work. And oh. at this point, it's almost offensive, uh, considering yeah. the outcome of the real world. Yeah. Anyway. Fast forward, uh, what was, I, I don't even know how many years now at this point, but we get to part four. And it's like another Rambo movie. Okay. And then you and, and I, I hear, go to the I hear theater. about this one being very bloody. Let's go check it out. Why not? It's a Rambo movie. If nothing else, it'll be interesting. And you and I would be debating Rambo 1 versus Rambo 2 and the action <laughs> versus the intensity of the drama, the thriller, and blah, 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 blah. And I'm not convinced. We go watch part four, and that is such a excellent closer to the arc that is John Rambo. So that makes mm-hmm. me go, you know what? I need to give that first one another chance. And I watched it again, and for the first time, this is about my third or fourth viewing, for the first time, I finally kind of got it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And <laughs> since we did the uh, Odd Mall convention with our table there, yes, uh, Rambo First Blood, the DVD, has been sitting on my two-watch shelf. I now officially own that movie. <laughs> and for the first time I'm really looking forward to rewatching it. I haven't rewatched it since my opinion has kind of turned that corner. Um, yeah. and <laughs> I keep going like what am I going to review this week on the Facebook page and then I'm like should I do Rambo and is anybody going to give a shit? Everybody be like, well, it's Rambo, first blood. Everybody loves it. But eh, I'm not going to do a write up on it, probably not. But I am going to rewatch it very soon. And I did turn a corner on that one where I finally was like, okay, I, I get what everybody's talking about. I get the hype. I've now watched enough 70s uh, kind of Vietnam yeah. movies to to understand the mindset. The problem was that I went into it with everybody telling me one of the greatest action movies ever. No, 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 no. no. It's not that. Not by a, a stretch. No. But a uh, very good movie. Yeah. And I'll take it Rambo is. over Rocky any day of the week. Me too. I, oh, yes. Not a Rocky guy. Sorry. Yep. I, I remember my first experience with uh, First Blood was, it's so strange how I have these, like, like the vivid snippets of, of times in my, in my early youth that are, like, etched in my brain. And, and First Blood is one of them where my sister and I are playing in, in mom and dad's basement and there's a stack of newspapers. And for some reason, I'm just, I just start just flipping through newspapers. Looking for, of course, the movie listings. Mm-hmm. And I come across, and this is back in like 1980. So I would have been six years old. And would I this come be the, the, being vague here, the house near the orchard? Yes. Ah. Yes. Yeah, good. Uh, we spent yes. many a time in that basement. Yes. Flipping through the newspaper, and I come across the movie listings, and there's a picture, and most of our listeners, and you probably know that the, the official cover of yeah. First Blood is him with the bandana on, holding this huge M60 machine gun, and that picture was there, now showing in Dover, Ohio, blah, 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 whatever, Mike. I don't know what that is, but and it's a little black and white picture, but I'm like, someday, I'm going to watch that movie. And then probably a couple of years later or whatever, it was on network television, edited all to hell, and I watched it somehow. I don't remember how, maybe, but I Maybe not it. edited all to hell, because there's not that much in there to edit there out. Isn't, yeah, other, other than violence, there was... Or, I'm what, sorry, other than... What la- language? No, other than language, 
There's really not. Yeah, you're right. There's not much. Violence even even the movies. language. I maybe again. I haven't watched it in so long, but I don't remember there being all that much language either, other than the yeah. the uh, GD or a damn it or a yeah. you know stuff that yeah. would they would have allowed on TV at that time anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, but watched it and fell in love with that movie and uh, have been watching that movie. I've watched that thing so many times and I, I watched it again. And I'm like, I still am not tired of this movie. It still is a great nostalgia piece that holds up quite well. So good movie. It's such a shame that that third uh, part, they, they, oh. they bungled it so hard because it was, oh, it's so bad. It ties in so well with the first film and the fourth film though, with completing his arc. Yeah. And it, it, it's just such a bummer that they went so jokey in the third act because it was like you just robbed any kind of sense of drama or th- whatever from it. And ah, oh, that it still bums me out. You have to include yeah. it because that's where his story starts is once again in, I, I want to say Southeast Asia in that mm-hmm. vicinity. Burma. Yeah. In- I know, I know that in the fourth one, but where'd it leave off in the third one? Ah, oh, boy, I'm not sure. Because um, he was like, oh, it was, I want to say Thailand or something like that. He was all in love with the girl and yeah. monks and shit. He was walking away from society and joining. Yeah. Uh, if, if they would have just, if they, even with the Taliban stuff, if they would have just not had that funny, jokey, not, or actually not funny, but jokey stuff, it just ruined the pacing of that movie. Yeah, completely. I agree. Yeah. So. Anyway, but yeah, I still like that series and I will watch part three again at some point, but that is by far the weakest link in the bunch of the bunch. I agree. It has that very, very like the first Rambo is almost to me a timeless classic movie. And the second one is the perfect example of a really cool 80s action movie. And then the third one feels like the latter day Friday the 13th movies where it's like, oh, this is like bad 80s, like. Jason takes Manhattan. I'm like, this feels like the late '80s, where just shit just sucked. <laughs> it was that, and it was sort of like between the '80s and '90s style, where it didn't know what it wanted to be, where all of cinema was changing exactly. its tone, and it was sort of yeah. like, do I want to do this? Or I'm going to do this or that, but we got to yes. do both. We and it's like you yep. fail on all levels. And Rambo Three was that. Yeah. Just nope. Anyway, I am still surprised so, at the amount of hate that Rambo Four gets. I don't understand why it gets so much hate. Man, such a good movie, and you have the uh, director's cut. I've got the R-rated cut. We, we, we've both watched them both, and they're both great movies. Uh, like, I, I don't like my cut as much. I wish my I wish, oh, really? I wish my Blu-ray had both versions because what, so what the, the biggest change is that he's ultra chatty on the boat going up to the the event. And yes. in the other cut, he was not. It was just he was the silent warrior, and it was implied. And yeah. I felt that it worked a little better on that front. Uh, everything else mm. past that initial boat ride was totally fine. It was whatever. I mean, what are you going to add? Yeah. That movie was one of the goriest movies I've ever watched in the theater. <laughs> it was crazy. And it's so weird that, like, of all the horror movies that I've watched in the theater... Rambo four is quite possibly the goriest one. Yeah. I still, we were stunned at, <laughs> at the, at the, at the bloodshed in that movie. Like what, how did this get an R rating? <laughs> oh, 
it was great. I loved it. Yeah, that was awesome. He keeps yeah. they and you know he keeps flirting about maybe another uh, Rambo entry, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, don't I don't. don't. I, I, I the closure on this one was so perfect. I kind of don't want it. I kind of don't want you to do anything else unless it could be you know you sitting around with your ninety uh, year old dad having a conversation about wow Vietnam sucked. Remember that? Yeah. Okay. Nah. Yeah, no, rule yeah, the end. Yeah. No, we're good. I, 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 maybe he'll surprise me if they do. If he does another one, maybe it'll be something. I don't. know. I'm not going to yeah. judge it until I see it. But yeah. as it stands, I kind of hope that he leaves it the way it is because I thought the ending on four was so perfect. It almost brings me to tears every yeah. time I watch it. Yeah, and that music was from the be- that was from the music from the very beginning of First Blood, and, and which good series. once again is completely. Uh, mucked up by the damn comedy in part three. <laughs> yes, it is. And now we're officially yep. going in circles, and it is time for us to wrap this <laughs> damn shit up. Uh, from, yeah, Rambo to Knights of Badass to Wicker Trees and Shallows and Sharks and uh, Goats fucking yeah. and whatever the hell. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's going to do it for this episode, because I'm done. Yeah. Oh, so we're not going to do any teases for next oh, week? Go or, ahead. No. You always want to uh, go ahead. You you do a tease because you know what you're going to watch. I'm going to watch a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I'm, you know, I'm watching oh. Supergirl and I'm watching uh, Walking Dead. Is now I'm watching some TV. <laughs> this shit on Netflix and that shit on Blu-ray. I have no idea yeah. until I actually sit down and yeah. uh, put a gun to my head. I'll make a decision. But what are you going to watch? Well, I. I really am hoping to get to the theater for Blair Witch, uh, mainly because of the director, not because it's a sequel to the Blair Witch Project, but because I really have a lot of faith in that director, Simon Barrett. I like his movies. Me too. Uh, I really hope, I hope that it's going to be good. My expectations are still tempered because found footage is not what it used to be, and this is still considered a found footage movie, so I'm like, we shall see, but I'm, I'm hoping to get to the theater for that movie. And also, oh, and one other, one other thing is, uh, should be to me very soon, a copy of Session 9 on Blu-ray from Scream Factory. One of the creepiest... Scream Factory? Ha- wow. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With special features galore. I can't wait to revisit <laughs> that movie. Creepy, uh, anyway. Creepiest hallway scene of all time. Oh, it's so good. Such a great movie. Yep. Anyway. That's it. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, anything else? Are you done? Can I stop? Can I, no, can I close this up? Okay. Yep. Close us out. Okay. That's going to do it for this episode. <laughs> I'm Eric Marner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. I'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening.